for our communion meditation this morning. I'd like you to open with me to Psalm 25. I'm going to read the first nine verses of Psalm 25. This is the living, inerrant Word of God. Psalm 25 is Psalm of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. Let's pray. Lord, as we open your word briefly here, guide us into the truth of your word. Give us teachable hearts, give us humble hearts, and prepare us for coming to uh, your table. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, as Phil shared several weeks ago from 1 Samuel 30, uh, after the Amalekites, <clears throat> you remember this, after the Amalekites had burned Ziklag and taken everything and everyone, David was in great distress. And he had every reason to be in great distress. His own men were threatening to kill him. And he'd lost everything too. He'd lost uh, his wives also. And since he didn't know what to do, he cried out very wisely. He cried out to the only one who he knew who could help him. In such a dire situation, he cried out. And in verse 4, he said, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Well, what else can you do? I mean, you know, none of us have been in, in that situation, quite that situation, but that is the time to cry out to God and to humble yourself and say, I don't know what to do. And as I was thinking about that, <clears throat> not knowing what to do, and I've been in that position a few times, it reminded me of Hezekiah. In Second Chronicles 20, it was a beautiful psalm there. And uh, when Hezekiah was facing an overwhelming Assyrian army, uh, he, he humbled himself also in prayer. And uh, he, uh, he also cried out. And uh, he said, uh, we don't know, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And David cried out as he did here because he'd already experienced the truth of what we see in verse 9, which says, The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. So he cried out to know God's way, and uh, I'm sure he knew at this point he had already humbled himself numerous times. He had seen God uh, then uh, uh, protect him, provide for him, and so he humbled himself. In the NIV, it says, he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. And so David knew that the only way uh, to find God's way uh, was to humble himself and that God would preserve him. So if you want to know the way of the Lord, if you want to know the way you should go, if you want to know the way he chooses, humility will be required. It's not optional. In Micah 6, 8, in fact, it says this, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. It's a requirement. And we see in, verse, uh, in Psalm 25 again, in verse 12, it says that humility and the fear of the Lord go together. 
It says there, who is the man, ask the question, who is the man who fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. In other words, the person who fears God, uh, God will teach and God will lead. So fear and humility go together and they're necessary uh, to go the way of the Lord. Fear him and walk humbly with your God and he will lead you. Praise God. And in 1 Peter 5, Peter was addressing um, younger people uh, at that, uh, when that was written, but the principle applies to us all. He said, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Be clothed complete with humility, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And we see even the pattern, this pattern in principle even in the coming of, of the Lord in Philippians 2. It says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And then it says, Therefore God also highly exalted him and has given him the name of, which is above every name. Now David knew that God in his grace leads the humble and he opposes the proud. He opposes the, Malachi, the Amalekites in our lives. So David humbled himself, and he cried out, Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. And I found a quote uh, that Augustine uh, wrote. He wrote on humility. This is what he said about humility. Humility is the soil from which all the virtues grow, and pride the soil that produces the vices. Uh, that's a good picture. You know, pride is, is the soil. I mean, it's a base sin. It, many sins come out of our pride. So as we come to the table of the Lord, we certainly should come humbly. And we should humble ourselves because we remember that our Lord sacrificed himself for us. He paid the penalty for our sin, our breaking of his law. Now, you all know our Christian lives began when we humbled ourselves, which God enabled us to do, certainly by his grace. In Psalm 149, verse 4, it says, The Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. What a what a wonderful verse. He will beautify us with salvation. He will beautify the humble with salvation. And then we continue in our Christian lives also by humility in order not only to glorify God uh, and acknowledge his lordship, but because uh, walking in humility, as we just saw, is, is the way to know what way are we to go. Whether it's a crisis situation or not, the only way to know the, the way is to humble ourselves before God, the way he wants us to go. So brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, God gives grace to the humble. And in this table, we see by physical illustration the covenant of grace in Jesus Christ by remembering his body broken for us and his blood shed for us. So let's participate in this communion with the Lord humbly, certainly, as we remember the Lord on the cross for us where he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. And also we should come humbly and joyfully praising God for his resurrection power and his victory over the enemy and sin and death. Let's pray. Lord God, we do praise you for your sacrifice for us and your victory over sin, and that we can now come before you with joy to experience the joy of your presence. And we thank you, Lord, for your work of sanctification and your patience and your mercy as we learn to humble ourselves and acknowledge your lordship. Fill us with your spirit and give us grace to worship you in spirit and truth. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was...